In the previous Sikha, the Rebbe was speaking about how not to be affected by the world around us and how no one has any authority over our neshama, etc. The Rebbe says, in continuation to that which we discussed before, until now we were speaking in a way that was more concealed, not so explicit. Says the Rebbe, now we need to speak openly. When a Yid comes to a certain place, he needs to know that the Hashgacha El Yoyna brought him to this particular place, so he should be strengthening Yiddishkeit. He should be making a connection with the Yidden that are in that place, and to bring them closer to Yiddishkeit. The Rebbe actually turned to one of the people by the Fabringen and said, since two shiploads of Yidden had arrived here, you need to know that these two ships were given over into your domain, that you should be trying to make a connection with these Yidden, to speak with them about matters of Yiddishkeit, and to bring them closer to Yiddishkeit. The Rebbe says, if you're embarrassed, you could say it in my name. Tell them that there is a Yid whose name is so-and-so, the Rebbe mentioned his holy name, who doesn't speak a fluent English, and speaks with a very, very strong accent, so that one can only understand his words, a half or a quarter, and he says the kind of things that are maybe not so fitting to that which is acceptable in America. You could tell them all in my name, and these words should have their proper and desired effect. You need to speak to Yidden about matters of Yiddishkeit, about putting on tefillin, about keeping Shabbos, etc. And not to be affected by the idea that there might be someone that's not interested in listening, or might even be laughing, as the Psak din in the first Halach in Shulchan Aruch, in the Hagois of the Ramah, which is brought from the words of the Torah, that a person shouldn't be embarrassed from those that are laughing at him. The truth of the matter is that even that person that's laughing and not interested in listening, but his neshama does hear that which is spoken. And the Rebbe says, this is with a Kalvachoymer from the famous Hayra regarding saying Chassidus, that even someone that does not understand deep in Yanam Chassidus, there's still a benefit that his neshama hears the words of Chassidus. How much more so when we're speaking to him about simple things of, of fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs, then definitely his neshama hears. And on the contrary, the Rebbe says, the actual fact that the person is laughing proves that it actually affected him and touched him. But in the meantime, his response, his reaction is in a way of laughing. But surely, eventually, it will have an effect and it will permeate him. So we need to work hard and not to be nispoiled, not to be influenced by those that laugh at us. And just to fulfill the shlichos of strengthening and spreading Yiddishkeit. The Rebbe says we need to remember the Mesiras Nefesh that one had for the strengthening of Yiddishkeit the way it was in Russia. At that period of time, the Friedrich Rebbe called ten of his Hasidim, and he made with them a Krisis Bris. He made with them a covenant for the avoid of spreading Torah and strengthening Yiddishkeit, not to be nispoiled from anything to the extent of Mesiras Nefesh literally. The Rebbe says, in fact, right over here, there are some of those ten Hasidim. The Rebbe says, I don't want to mention their names, because even without mentioning their names, they might already have some sort of feeling of yeshus, feeling of self, etc. The Rebbe says, when the Friedrich Rebbe made that Krisas Briz back then for strengthening Torah and strengthening Yiddishkeit, it was in a way that was, that was relevant, and it was even down to the Yechidah Shebenefesh, the Rebbe explains it means both as far as the Yechidah of the Rebbe being involved, as well as the Yechidah of those people that the Rebbe made with them, the Krisas Bris, even if they themselves didn't know about this idea that it's going all the way to their Yechidah. And since the Yechidah is higher than all limitations, so this Krisas Bris, this covenant that was made with them because of their Yechidah is also in a way that doesn't have any limitations. And therefore, this Krisas Bris doesn't only apply back there in Russia, but also to all countries in the world. And not only back then, but now as well.
And not only were those people that were standing present at that time, but even to people that weren't there at the time, with them too that have made a crisis bris because of their Yechidosh HaBenefesh. The difference is only that back then in Russia we needed Mesiras Nefesh, practically Bepoil Mamesh, to be involved in strengthening Yiddishkeit and spreading Torah. Whereas now, in the countries of freedom, the Mesiras Nefesh that's needed is only not to be Nespoil and not to be afraid of those that laugh at us, that people might say that I'm not a modern person or even a botlin. The Rebbe turned to one of the people by the Fabrengen and said, you can remove your tie. You don't have to be worried so much to be looking all um, properly dressed and all organized begashmis. And the Rebbe related a story about a chassid called Reb Michal, that one time he saw one of the guests that came to Lubavitch from what was known as the Kolonias, these towns, these towns of Yidin that worked the land, etc., and this Yid was looking for a brush to polish his shoes for Erev, it was Erev Shabbos after Chatzos. So he asked him, what, what is this all about? So he says he wants to polish his shoes to cover Shabbos. So Rabbi Michal responded and said, here one comes to polish the head, not the shoes. So this is what the Rebbe is speaking about over here, about not worrying so much about how we look and the Gashmis and, and being modern, etc., and if that's the case, the Rebbe says, each and every one of us have to fulfill the shlichus of the Rebbe, to be involved in strengthening Yiddishkeit wherever we are, and we have to do this full force without being spoil from anything, and surely not to be concerned and think about leaving one's place, as long as one didn't finish his avoid in strengthening Yiddishkeit, then he, might, then he needs to go to another place to go and strengthen Yiddishkeit over there. But one should not leave his place, because he knows that the Rebbe made with him a krisas bris for this particular avoider. And when one is involved in strengthening Yiddishkeit, full force with the Koyach and the Shlichus of the Rebbe, then you know that surely you will be successful because absolutely it's certain that the Rebbe will have his way and things will be the way the Rebbe wants. And so too in regards to all the brachas that the Rebbe gave people, in regards to Bon, Nechayim, children, health and parnosa, and all in an abundant way. So even those people that in the meantime they didn't see the fulfillment of these brachas, need to be sure that eventually, definitely, all the brachas of the Rebbe will be fulfilled completely. Both as far as children, bonim, schorim, chasidim, children, boys, chasidim, as the middle Rebbe would give a bracha to be bonim, schorim, chasidim, and as well as far as life and health, and arichas yomim and shonim toivus, as well as comfortable parnasa, parnasa barachav. And the Rebbe concluded that when the Rebbe gives a bracha, then surely it's going to be fulfilled practically. And nevertheless, us adding and strengthening our koichas and this definitely cannot hurt. And generally, the bracha of any yid can never hurt. And therefore, the Rebbe says, I want to request that whoever wants should bench that the Rebbe's brachas that the Rebbe gave me should be fulfilled by And the whole crowd answered in a very, very strong and powerful Amen.